This episode is sponsored by Kangaroo Jack Fitness. Personal training that goes above and beyond to get the best results for you. Right, let's just, we'll leave and Danny can talk about Italy for about five minutes and we'll come <laughs> back. To be fair, yeah. we do that if we were recording the podcast or not, he'd still be doing it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like you know, like the, if a tree if a tree falls in the forest and there's anyone around to hear it. <laughs> <It's exactly laughs> with some absolutely wonderful history in Group J. We've got two bits of history here. Which one do we want to go with? Do we want to go, do we want to go Finland or we want to go Italy? You I'll take it. Know go on. I'm right, go you've, got, you've got two minutes, Danny. Talk about Italy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll start with Finland. Tim, I'll come to you first. Uh, what nationality is Timo Puki? I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I honestly thought he was going to be on the ropes for a second third time. <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away because it's the uh, only thing that I know about Finland. <laughs> and it's like, as soon as Danny came and I was like, right, so Tim, Finland, I'm like, it's going to be a fucking team at Pookie, isn't it? Because I know nothing else about them. Oh, but um, yeah, besides me trying to force another joke, what, what a moment. What a moment for Finland. Um, the win over Liechtenstein means they've qualified for their first a- ever major international tournament. Mental. Absolutely mental. Ryan, I know you're chomping at the bit to get in on this. I absolutely cannot wait to end up with nine copies of Timmy Puki's Panini sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. Um, yeah, like I say, we had a bit of an in-depth look at it, uh, Finland a few weeks ago when the last international break was. Um, a bit of a recap for those people that maybe weren't there or weren't listening. Um, they are a very functional side. They are very much like Iceland in terms of the way they play. It's a 4-4-2. It's sort of quite direct, quite hard-working, but there's nothing wrong with that in the same way there's nothing wrong with Sean Dyche's Burnley. Um but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing them make their debut. And also, they pretty much know which group they're going to be put in as well. Um, if you like, you brought my attention earlier in the week to Dale Johnson. Danny, I appreciate that with what the permutations. And they have a 50-50 chance of being put into um, a group in Group B, which will be with, I believe, Russia, Denmark and Belgium. So that'll be an interesting one. Obviously, you've got the Scandinavian rivalry there with Denmark. Um and the fact that three teams can qualify from the group stage, I wouldn't put money against them getting through to the knockouts. Ooh. I, I mean, I, Iceland did it. Yeah. So what's stopping Finland from doing it? And like I said, they've got some very good players. Like they've got people, for example, like Timu Puki is probably, well, definitely the most well-known player. Um, you've got Lucas Radecki, who we talked about before, the um, Bayer Leverkusen goalkeeper, who is number one there and a very good goalkeeper. Um, and you've got lots of unsung heroes, people like, for example, Glenn Camera, who used to play for Arsenal and is now playing for Rangers, I believe, up in Scotland. So there's a few sort of like homegrown interests in that. But yeah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing them uh, tear it up in the Euros in the summer. So well done to them. 
Did you see uh, Radecki after the game shouting "Sweet Caroline" into the mic? Oh my god, that was. I awful. mean, that's very, that's very good. I mean, it's not dampened my enthusiasm for them. Normally, that word, I think, oh no, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm going to let him off the fact that like they were legitimately the one of the worst teams in Europe as recently as about 2012 in terms of like established footballing nations, not counting the sort of the minnows. And to, for them to get where they are now is like is nothing short of um, impressive and sort of like almost like a, 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 a story similar to like say Iceland before. So very good on them. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to seeing them. Uh, elsewhere in Group J, a little bit more history. Italy beat Armenia by nine goals to one. It was uh, the first time that Italy have scored nine goals in a game since 1948 at the London Olympics. So um, a nice so, little bit. So that doesn't count then because it's the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> still Italy. It's nice still try, Italy. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah, it was a mental game, and uh, nice to see Italy score goals and then not just defend instantly after they went one 0 up, which was a uh, very pleasing to see. But um, is that an accusation you can level at Italy these days. What, that we just go 1-0 up and then defend? Yeah. Uh, under I mean, Ventura. Like the, the, recent, the recent results would suggest otherwise. I know they're against maybe not the strongest teams in the world, but... We've, uh, we've definitely come on leaps and bounds under Mancini. He's, he's, he's moved the style well, well away. Like, we're still very defensively good. And as you mentioned, they're not great teams. Like, we're not going to... Us thumping Armenia isn't going to mean we're favourites to win Euro- the Euros. But... Under Ventura, we look like a team who genuine. We beat Malta 1-0 home and away. And that sort of shows where we've come from there because I don't think Malta are that much better than Armenia. But it was, um, it was a bloody great game to watch, as I imagine the England right. game was for you two. 7-0 and then 4-0 against uh, Kosovo with a really nice um, reception from the Kosovo fans as well. I thought that was, that was a nice touch. Yeah, it was sweet, that. I enjoyed that. Um, was, uh, also... Just going back to Italy for a second, Ali. I know you're only allowed two minutes. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I think it's important to note as well the fact that obviously Mancini was probably fair to say not the first choice yeah. to be manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah I no, mean, but... maybe you could have argued that people it was wanted, Marine, like, yeah. yeah, people were calling for him, and they were also calling for like Conte to go back. Yeah, when he was out of the job, and maybe even Sarri as well when he was talking about leaving. Um, Napoli first time round and obviously the, this is the big thing which I keep forgetting obviously you probably haven't forgotten the fact that they weren't at the last World Cup so mm. so it's like I say it's probably well it, I don't mean to bring it up to be <laughs> yes, you did, but, yes you did but like in terms of like obviously you said like oh beating Armenia 9-1 isn't mean we're going to be favourites of the Euros but you need to remember that you are now a seeded team in the Euros you are a host team in the Euros so there is progress there definitely and like I say, it is easy to forget. Same with the Netherlands as well, because the last 18 months in the Netherlands have been good. They haven't qualified for a tournament since 2014. So for them to come back now, it'll be interesting to see how they react to the tournament. It could be, like I say, the making of the of the team in terms of like their sort of like progress over the last 18 months or so. So it'd be interesting to watch that one. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree with you. Very, very well put as well, because... Yeah, many people probably wouldn't have thought of Italy not being in the in the last World Cup. If you're new to football or younger to football, you wouldn't have uh, assumed that. So, um, 
Yeah, it will definitely be interesting, yeah, for sure. Especially when, if you look at the groups, obviously England have been dominant throughout their group. Italy have won all 10 of their games. Belgium have been doing bits. It'll be interesting to see what happens when these teams have to actually come up against each other in the knockouts of the Euros and, and what sort of football is on show. I'm looking forward to it. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Um, speaking of history, we'll continue because so much history is made. San Marino. There you see this. They scored, didn't they? <laughs> they only bloody scored. Uh, honestly, it's... I thought you were going to twist it then and go, oh, they're going to the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> Imagine. They lost 3-1 to Kazakhstan, but they scored their first ever goal in... It was, it was their first... Not a first ever goal. They're not that bad. Uh, it was their first goal in two years and their first goal at home in six years. And they celebrated it like they just won the World Cup. It was bloody glorious. That's good on them. I'm, I'm glad for I'm them in a way. Considering <laughs> most of them are going back the next day to go and do like the next the neighbours electrics or something. Like <laughs> that's not bad. So local they have to do next door neighbours. <laughs> not even not even a national <laughs> I mean, firm. In San Marino, <laughs> everyone's your next door neighbour. I don't even know how big San Marino is, but I know it's very small. But yeah, I'm to be honest, I'm not even joking when I said this. I genuinely looked through my history to see if I had any sort of links to San Marino and just thought if I can get on the bench I don't mind <laughs> who knows get that passport international break would actually take on a whole new meaning for me yeah. Um, but yeah I thought those were some uh, some nice tasty things from the Euros anyone got anything that they uh, they saw or heard from the Euros that they'd like to to bring to the pod Tim you came up with one a minute ago didn't you the amount of thumpings that we saw over the weekend Oh yeah, there were three six one wins and three five nil wins, which is just stupid. The amount of goals scored is mental over the sort of two game days, I suppose, um, including obviously the nine one win from Italy. Um, England got seven, then the three six one wins. Spain got five. Um, Belgium got one of the six. Netherlands got five. Like, it was a mental amount of goals. Um, so un- I mean, unlucky if you're from a nation that's shit at football but pretty good for everyone else <laughs> this is yeah, one thing you love the goals one thing that i was thinking because obviously we we talked quite a lot about the nation's league and how we said you know it'd be quite good nations sort of playing teams that are in and around them so when they do come to european qualifications they'll step up against the big teams maybe that doesn't quite say it's the case I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that now, I think. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that the more times they play through this Nations League, the more robust the competition will be. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to write off the last week's of fixture, week fixtures or so, but I think mainly because the teams, like the Minnow teams, mainly, basically have got nothing to play for. Maybe they're just sort of down tools a little bit. I'm hoping that's the case anyway, because like I said, the whole point of the Nations League was to bring um bring people together in terms of like footballing ability in terms of like bringing it up a level rather than having like these like six or seven teams that are hopeless um so hopefully that is something that won't be a trend going forward because otherwise like i said that does defeat the whole point of the nation's league really but um another thing i was speaking of the nation's league um one country that will be completely absent obviously we've still got the playoffs to go through in terms of that and that's very complicated in itself one team that's definitely not even going to be qualifying for that is the... Well, I'd like you to guess. Who, who is conspicuous by their absence? They're a former champion. 
Is it the Montserrat Volcano Observatory Tremors in the, the Montserrat <laughs> national team that we talked about last week? I'm afraid not. Because, okay. one, and I can't stress this highly enough, they're not in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Is one the only point you have as that's, well? That's the only one I need, I think, I reckon. I don't need any more points. I'm, gonna um, yeah, I'm no. just taking any opportunity to mention <laughs> that they play against the Montserrat Secondary School full of pre-16-year-olds. Any chance. Any, any, any shoehorn in, you can yep. find. Um, they are a former champion. And they're not even qualified for the playoffs. And I don't want to show you up here, but they've won it within all of our lifetimes. And we all remember it, hopefully. Greece. Greece win it. Greece. There we go. Greece, of course. They're not even qualified for the playoffs. They won't be taking part at all next summer, which I find quite surprising. I know, obviously, like yeah. the, the 2004 Euros was a bit of a surprise result anyway but the fact that they haven't even got to the fucking playoffs and scotland has it's, it's not that so much of a surprise because they're in the group of death with italy and finland and bosnia <laughs> that's it the, the mighty finland with that really great international record <laughs> um but yeah no linking the reason why i brought this up is because it's linking back to your point about the nation's league in terms of apparently greece only needed in the last game of the nation's league when they played like 18 months ago whenever it was they needed to get a point against Estonia to guarantee themselves a playoff and they lost at home to them oh. and, they were, and they were so caught they were like oh, it doesn't matter we'll qualify from that we'll just finish behind Italy and now they've completely fucked themselves over and they can't and they're not even in the playoff like I so say you think about the teams that are in the playoffs you've got like Bulgaria Israel um, Scotland um, Georgia Kosovo and Greece aren't even there and I find that strange it's not as like a bigger deal is like the Netherlands or Italy from last time, like we talked about earlier, but that's a pretty big deal in my book. I'm counting that as a, as a big shot. The nation of Greece fucking themselves over. When have you heard that before? Every <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's probably going to bring an end to the, the Euro debacles. Obviously, before we hightail out of here, it's our talking points. Does anyone have any weird, wonderful or interesting things from the world of football this past week that they'd like to share? I mean, I feel it would be amiss to not mention Gareth Bale and that Wales flag. Oh, uh, yes. Where <laughs> the Wales flag that said uh, Wales, Golf, Madrid in that order. Um, which I'm sure a certain Frenchman will be extremely pleased about. It's unbelievable. There was apparently a vote in the Spanish newspaper Marca, which is a very pro Madrid paper as well. And they said they were very, <laughs> the poll voted that they were very unhappy that Bale disrespected the fans and the club. And I was thinking, I don't give a shit mm. because that club and that fans have disrespected Bale for a long time. Yeah. I have already seen mock-up flags saying like Asensio, Vasquez, Rodrigo on a Madrid flag um, in like in the same way the Moyles ones uh, sort of laid out with Bale missing. So um, I don't think there's any love lost. You know who's made him his top Transfer target as well, don't you? According to the papers, Jose Mourinho. Correct. So that's going to be an interesting one if that fucking happens. <laughs> We've got prime time Gareth Bale going to get fit for the Euros, going back to Tottenham. I mean, that would make that would make all of this worthwhile in my eyes. <laughs> I would we take the end hit. the podcast there. Yeah, I would. I would take the hit for that. <laughs> I would. I would the only other thing I wanted to mention was um, the sort of regular um, 
process of mocking footballers on Twitter. Um, this week, Richarlison, um, he tweeted saying he got into an argument with someone on Twitter for something stupid. Um, and he says, I go play video game now. Ha ha ha. Winky face. Bye. And some random guy called Bert replied to him saying, what's your favourite English food? And he just went pasta and then left. <laughs> it's, like, it's like someone's nan on Facebook. <laughs> Swearing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Ryan, have you got anything for us? Um, just a brief three-hour moment of peril where I found out after Pochettino got sacked that uh, Maradona had also left his managerial post, and I thought, oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> well, can you imagine? Oh, didn't he just get hired in that managerial post? As I swear, he was only just... say, didn't he just get high? <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> I mean, that. yeah, there's a fair chance. <laughs> yeah, if history tells us anything, it's that. <laughs> um, my one is a little bit of a cryptic quiz for you guys. I saw this on Twitter. Um, what have Manchester United, the Black Eyed Peas, and Prince Andrew got in common? They're all shit since Fergie left. Aha! <laughs> I was hoping someone wasn't going to say something that could potentially get them in hot water. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, things all got worse when Fergie left. I saw that on Twitter. I thought that was top notch, and anything in a Venn diagram is right up my street. So I love it. I'd love to see it. Uh, I want to, if you don't mind, end it on a nice, nice note, though. Don't know if any of you saw uh, Jeannie Wijnaldum captained Holland and scored the other day. Do you see a celebration with Frankie de Jong? No. Was it involving interpretive dance? No. No, I'm sorry. It's not. Not, not quite. You um... have lost my interest, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to rethink that when I tell you what the celebration was. Go on then. They went up to the camera and they like rolled up their sleeves um, and basically pointed at the colour of their skin and basically said, no to racism. as a powerful message. Oh, good. Uh, speaking of which, actually, um, just having a look through Twitter earlier, I did find out that apparently there is going to be a, a protest in the Dutch leagues this week. Um, so they're basically, the, all of the players are going to refuse to play for the first minute of all of the games to draw attention to this after some unpleasant racial incidents uh, racially motivated incidents in the last couple of weeks so i can see why that is a um why they did that now so yeah it's um good on them yeah, yeah. that's really good that's really good Strong because message. literally last week um before the international break in the dutch second division a player scored and he'd been racially abused for the entire first half like they were monkey chanting him and booing him he scored and he celebrated in front of the people that were racially abusing him so yeah good good on them because i think that's um that's a good a good start so to send a powerful message so oh well what what an end to this podcast we've had thank you for joining us on this beautiful journey tom will be back when he's back from canada we're not sure but i hope he's enjoying his time there ryan thank you very much yes eh? oh very nice uh welcome to the jose Mourinho support group we're here anytime you need just ring you have twice a week like the Samaritans. Yeah, <laughs> we're here for everybody, whatever. Ever Tim, thank you very much. Thank you. Listeners, as always, thank you very much. If you want to get in touch, gametime underscore pod on Twitter or gametimepodcast1 at gmail.com. Until next week, enjoy your weekends.